Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, we have the landlord of the House of Hardcore, Tommy Dreamer, and we have the bone breaker, the heartbreaker, Mickey James as well. And we talk to Athena just before her big match at Arthur Ashe Stadium for AEW Dynamite. Could she be the new AEW World Women's Champion? We'll find out. Also, we speak to AEW owner and president Tony Khan right now on the Busted Open Podcast. We may have a new AEW World Women's Champion, and it may be our next guest who joins us right now. I'm Busted Open, and Athena joins us here on the show. Good morning. How are you today? Good morning. Good morning. I'm fantastic. I can't wait to become the next champion, AEW Women's Champion. So it's starting off with a good day so far today. I can't complain. Love it. I'm so happy to see you. Welcome, and thank you for being our women, our woman, if you will, of Wednesday. Woman of Wednesday. Yes. Thank you. Women on a Wednesday. Women on a Wednesday. Women's Wednesday. <laughs> I'm so happy to see you. When I first saw I said, I can't quit you. I can't quit you, Mickey James. Oh my no, God. that's that's my favorite message that I get on my birthday now. So it's <laughs> that's the only thing we text. We just know that like each other's still doing well in good space and stuff. So and then we have yeah. a normal conversation after. But like <laughs> <laughs> so people probably Tommy loves it. Look, look at the joy on his Is face. Is Tommy frozen or so oh, like, I'm, I'm listening to my guests and my co-host talk and I don't step all over them or I'm not doing 80s radio. Hauga, women of Wednesday. Wah, wah. Yeah. Quack, 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 quack. <laughs> It's a, it's a wacky Wednesday here on Busted Open. Oh, we got all all joins us here. Whoa. Quack, quack. Happy oh. hump day. I don't want to work. I want to bang on my drum all day. Let's talk about what everyone's been talking about. AEW Grand Slam. <laughs> Million dollar gate. <laughs> They're finally touching my bank account. Whoa. Oh. Hey. But for you, one of the most talented female performers I've seen come along since a Mickey James, one of my favorite people to watch, one of the best finishers I've ever seen in the business. How are you you today and how are you preparing for your big opportunity? And that's what we all as professional wrestlers hope for opportunity and you be the face of a brand. 
Um, a lot of it is just watching film. Like I'm still new here. I've only been here a couple of months, but it's setting up on film of Britt Baker. I know Tony and I know all of her history and I know that she is a super phenomenal wrestler, multi-time champion, champion in almost every company that she's worked for as myself. So it's a lot of scouting, not to mention Serena Deeb, the professor of pro wrestling, someone that I idolized, uh, as well when I first started, uh, just because she was so different and so raw, but like there's a lot of different elements. So a lot of it is watching film on my opponents and watching film from previous fatal four-way matches, seeing how people get the upper hand, what's unexpected and how I can mold my, I guess, move set mm-hmm. into that as well. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be a lot of work tonight. I mean, but you know, I'm looking forward to it. I always strive to overcome any challenge and that's exactly what I'm going to do tonight. Plus I need a little redemption after losing to Jade Cargill. So yeah yeah how i will um, say i'm so sorry Uh, i'm so sorry tommy i was gonna (laughs) say it is an interesting matchup because you're talking about four different women four Mm -hmm. different styles of wrestling and characters and all the things it's going to be really really exciting to see that match as a whole as the four of you come together um and i think the fans are going to really love it and it, it really is a test of like any woman can win in there yeah so like First fall to a finish, first submission yeah. to a finish. So it's just having your wits about you, having that endurance, going that extra mile to get the job done. And like, honestly, I'm just really pumped and excited. It was very unexpected um, as well. So I'm just thankful for the opportunity uh, to be able to just showcase myself. And I know we are all getting to outdo the guys. I know that we are all getting to have the best match of the night. So yeah, I'm very much so looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about your finisher. Um, I have actually tried to execute it and I thought I broke my hip uh, hitting it. Um, Did you film it? It turned into like a weird uh, cutter DDT thing that just will, thank God it shined on an indie and nowhere else. Um, <laughs> I've seen you jump really, really far to hit it, but like, when you hit, like, I've stopped doing sky highs because my tailbone, like, I would feel it. And it also mm-hmm. depended on the person I was lifting, where sometimes when I landed, I actually felt like my spine go all the way up and my teeth like hurt because it like went all the way up my spine um, for you. Like, do you is it adrenaline? Because it's such a unique move. And uh, like, where did you come up with? But also, like, do you feel pain delivering your move? Uh no i mean so i learned this move from a friend of mine his name is james or gigolo james johnson uh you can guess why it's called the o face i will not explain today (laughs) (laughs) but um he basically created the move when he went to retire i was really looking for something that would set me apart from everyone else at the time uh because two years in you're doing the exact same thing as everyone else two years in and i'd asked him to teach me this move uh which he was like yes absolutely and just over time it's a I used to do it from the second rope, then the top rope. Um, But other than the initial like learning to twist my body and land properly, I've never really felt pain from it. Um, I remember there was a board that slipped out and I bruised my tailbone. That's about the most pain I've ever felt from it. But other than that, I don't know if it's muscle memory. I don't know if it's because I'm thicker than a snicker, but I've never (laughs) really had an issue executing the move um and it's weird because i think the more confident i am in that the higher i jump the further out i i want to try to do it and i just keep 
kind of evolving. Like I'll, I'll never say that it's perfect. <laughs> um, you know, but I keep just stepping on that and evolving and just kind of pushing the limits of what my body can do. Uh, but no, no pain, nothing. I've been doing it for almost 15 years, 14, 15 years now. So yeah. Yeah. You're fine then. You're fine. <laughs> That's a crazy move to do for that length of time as well. I will say it was, I love taking it. I thought it was, I love, and I do think that there's a way my momentum takes me forward, I think. And I know, I remember when you were at NXT and they were talking about taking it more stunnerish. I hate to give it away too much, but to have, take it more like a stunner and to go backwards. And I felt like that was against my momentum. So it's, it's really interesting too, to see how the girls, like how different, everyone yeah, kind of I falls mean, out of it you you know me better than like anyone because we've wrestled on the indies we wrestled across the world essentially um I I think it literally comes down to what the person taking it feels comfortable with like right and when everyone's like oh do I stun her do I do this I go it's gonna take you you're gonna do what you want to do <laughs> right. you know um so a lot of the times it's just like just make it look like a finish I'm, I'm happy, uh, not to go too in depth with it, but just your body's going to take you where you take you. Like, I think Mickey is far none the goat when it comes to taking the eclipse, CO face, like it's, it's immortalized in the, in the gifts out there in the world. It is now. A gift. <laughs> um, so yeah, like it's, it's just whatever the person taking it feels comfortable with. Cause I it do the same thing regardless. It probably is scary for the person. I mean, I felt like it was probably interesting if you're taking it for the first time because of the way you're coming, it can be mm-hmm. pretty intimidating. It's pretty, but yeah. yeah, it's one of the I, best. I agree. One of the best finishers out there. Like it really, really is. It's thank so you. good. Thank you. So good. One of my faves. It really yeah. is. It's just, it's so unique. The first time I saw it, I was like, Whoa, Whoa. Yeah. I'm a person who likes to uh, innovate different stuff and uh or borrowed some interesting stuff. And that Uh was something I attempted to borrow, but, uh, and I'm the thickest of the snickest. And, uh, I don't (laughs) think I couldn't even do it uh, from the bottom rope. So, uh, it's all yours and you've been very, very successful for it. Well, how's the transition for you been like, I mean, everyone talks about, you know, AEW and, uh, just so different from where you were to, and you just said, you know, you're, you're fairly new here. But I mean, I've been backstage, Dave's been backstage. It's, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a cool environment, you know, coming from, and it's not knocking where you came from. It's just like, just the difference between it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I, I'm still acclimating. I don't, I don't want to say that I'm fully formed and jumped like right into the mix. Uh, I still think I'm still trying to find my place. Um, you know, I, I'll say this, like the locker room is great. It's, it's awesome. It's, it's very uplifting. I think all the women in our locker room just want to see everyone succeed because I think as a locker room, we want to keep pushing that boundary on what women's wrestling could do, which is where I'm just like gung ho, let's go to war. Let's do it. You know, that's something I absolutely love. I remember, um, and I say this a lot, like feeling like everyone thought that we were porcelain princesses that, Oh, don't fall. Don't get hurt. And I know Mickey can attest to this because she's been through way worse than I have way better than I have at times as well. It's like, you know, 
we want to continue to push that. We want to continue to evolve women's wrestling and keep pushing the boundaries on what women can do. And in AEW, like, I feel like the women are getting that platform and pushing through. And I love to see everyone, like, there'll be times where people come in and be like, oh, I saw this move. I think you should do it. Oh, here's this gear idea. I saw this doesn't work for me, but it works for you. But like, just having the support of a locker room and just feeling like it's us versus the world it's an awesome feeling. Not saying it wasn't that on the other side. It's just more so because I, I genuinely feel like sometimes they think AEW is the underdog, you know, and a lot of us have been wrestling for a very long time and we don't want to feel that way. We're like, no, we're the best in the world. We're going to keep going and going and going. Um, but the transition, like I, I will say this, I'm always worried um, of getting lost in the shuffle a bit because you do have so many phenomenal talent there. Um but I think for the first time, my wrestling gets to speak for me and what I do in the ring speaks for me, not uh, like promos are great. I love promos. I love talking. And I think for the first time, I'm actually getting to talk without a script and show people that I can actually tell a story and have that intensity there versus saying someone else's words. Um, not saying it's bad, just saying it's different. Um, but yeah, like it's just I don't I don't know. It just feels so different. It feels raw. It feels like um just the proving ground more so than the other place not saying it's not there but uh it just it just feels raw and it feels so different and like I I was telling my husband I said for the first time in a long time I look forward to hopping on the plane I look forward to you know doing the hellacious drives that we used to um but I look forward to walking in the building and seeing what's next for me and I and I absolutely love that and it's something I haven't felt in a very long time Athena, That's is that exciting. the most is that the most difficult part of your job? And and this is probably a question for everybody here, for Tommy and Mickey as well. Is the travel like you just said? You're you're mm-hmm. you're married, and you know you you've know Tommy from one organization, Mickey from another organization. You're in one organization. You travel all around the world. Is that the most difficult part of what you do for a living? Um. This is what I'll say. Um, is can the travel be hard? Absolutely. Can it be draining? It murders your body. Um, a good friend of mine, I won't say who, uh, once said is that most of us would do the wrestling for free because this is what we love to do. We are passionate about going in that ring and just being able to perform for everybody. They pay us to do the travel. <laughs> so it's one of the quotes from a friend of mine that he said this, and I was like, man, that that's super accurate going from delays to lost bags to having to deal with a cranky TSA agent to being crammed on the planes. Your, your window seat got switched to a middle seat. You know, like a lot of that is like just mentally and physically draining at times. Um, so yeah, like I, I would say the travel is the hardest part. Like, I, I don't know how else to phrase it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think- Dave, uh, to answer your question, I know uh, we've all, everybody here has experienced it. Well, when you say it's a different place <clears throat> for wrestlers, if we have a bit of creative say where uh, Athena said, my wrestling speaks for itself, wins and losses, um, they are, but it's a mental place. When you're going to a place that you want to be at, as opposed to a place where you feel that's holding you back, or a place that's not letting you be you, that's more taxing than anything. And then everything else piles on. It's like, if you're having a bad day, you know, 
every little thing is going to make you pile on a lot more, but you know, it's, that's the biggest thing. Like for me to go to impact to AEW to Indies, it's like, man, I love this. And, And I know, you know, we've all been in that headspace because at times we felt like we weren't, our work was not appreciated when, mm-hmm. wait, I'm a really good wrestler. And yeah. now you have that opportunity to do that. So that's, that's how I'm speaking. I don't know if I'm speaking for you guys, but just uh, that, that is a big toll on it as well. Yeah. I would say, you know, the travel, I enjoy seeing cities to cities and the different cultures. And I, I make it a point to try to make it as much of an adventure when I'm traveling. So it wasn't always the most difficult for me, the travel. It was more when you talk about the mental strength and the uh, having zero power in like the creative narrative of your character of when you know what your ability is, but it's not in your power to you know, how that narrative is written, that can be frustrating. And the politics sometimes that was always the most challenging, I think, for me, because I wasn't willing to do it in a, you know what I mean? I was never, I was always trying to be, I wasn't willing to get my, get anything the wrong way in the sense of like, I was trying to still do it all the right way. And sometimes it didn't always work out for for me in that capacity, I think. Yeah. And but, I, I can say the same thing. Like, you know, travels are up, but you try to make the best of like where you are when you are. But like to speak on Mickey's uh, statement there is like the reason why travel was the worst part for me is because like I didn't involve myself with any of the other stuff. You know, it's like, right. hey, go to wrestle. Like you, like you, when you pitch creative, it only goes so far and it's out of your control. So once like it was like, all right, well, I spoke my piece. They're going to like it, hate it, or tell me what they think otherwise. But, you know, some people, um, at times I was afraid to speak out and say those things. And I'm not afraid to say that. Um, But, like, you know, through Mickey and some of Natty, uh, even Charlotte and them, they'd be like, hey, you have to to do this. And I think because I'm so naturally shy um, that, like, it took people going, all right, girl. You, you ready to swim? You've been doing these lessons for a long time. All right, we're all going to do it together. You know, like giving that big push for me to actually get the confidence to do that. Um, and I think that's something that's carried over now is just me trying to have that confidence because like not only am I one of the most experienced people in the locker room, people come to me sometimes and they're like, hey, what do you think about this? And now I'm like, oh, crap, I'm not prepared for that. <laughs> at times like in the same way of like I would go to Mickey and be like girl what do you think about ABCDF you know whereas like Mickey is someone that's been there done everything I've never really been in that position before so that's something that's very new for me of being like oh okay uh and you don't want to misspeak or anything either so I I will say that yeah (laughs) hey uh I'm a big fan I don't change my outfit ever or my knee pads but um (laughs) you're on social media, I do. I have the same knee pads since 1995 and 96. He hasn't washed them either. No, they don't smell. And that's why I keep going. Um, <laughs> you're a big, I don't want to say cosplay, but I remember seeing something on social media with like this dragon and it lit up. And I was like, this is the coolest friggin' Here. outfit I've ever seen. Um, what like inspires you for like that type of stuff? Um, A lot of it was during COVID, right? So I had torn my Achilles right before like the big shutdown happened. And I was just literally at home. I couldn't really move around or do anything. So I was in a boot uh, and then PT shut down. And it was just like, man, I need something to do. Uh, puzzles sold out 
worldwide apparently during this time. Um, and I was just like, I need to find something. And so I started finding these like resin mask and uh, stuff like that. And I was like, oh, well, eh, I'll just do something with this. And I'm not good at painting. So I used to just get rhinestones and just spend like 30, 40 hours of just rhinestoning things out. And then oh. that turned into, well, mm -hmm. why don't I use these for work? Then that turned into, well, the entrance, uh, especially at NXT with the black and uh, gold, the original, when they painted everything black, I was like invisible on camera because everything was so dark. And then I was like, well, I'm doing like this post-apocalyptic Mad Max thing. Let's throw some like LEDs on there, you know? And I did like just a small tester and then that turned into, whoa, can we make it brighter? And then it just kind of kept going from there to the point where um, I started finding new like types of lighting and stuff like that. I think you guys will be very happy. I decided to go all out because it's a big show. Um, I'm actually doing something very fun tonight as well. Ooh, Ooh I like it. So like it. that's why I have everything kind of positioned this way because it's all like sitting on the side of the room. I didn't um, know you were major stuff. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah I mean... I make my insurance jackets. I'm not good enough to sew. I can glue like a demon though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, today's gonna be a little bit different. I wanted to do something special. Um, I had had this piece made for a while and I've never really gotten to showcase it. Um, so when it came up and they were like, yeah, this this gonna be like TV pay-per-view style. I was like, can I do some fun stuff? And you know, so you're gonna see a lot of cool stuff uh, in the entrance tonight. Sweet. And we, we just have a couple of minutes, but I want to talk about tonight. You know, this is a big event at a very historic venue like Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens. Do you still get nervous before a big event? I mean, here you are on national TV, thousands of people. Do you still get jittery? Do you get nervous before a big I do, event? I do. So, like, my thing now is, like, I am great until right before I have to walk through the curtain. Okay. Like, and then it's just, like, I... I have like a moment to myself. I'm grabbing my stomach because my stomach's in knots. I might puke, even though it's all like meh, up here in the head. But I, I still get really nervous. And it's something that like I didn't think would happen again. Because like when you start wrestling for so long and you're kind of, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Especially like Mickey will attest to this on the live shows as well. Like it's it's just very repetitive. So you kind of just lose the feeling at times. But like, man, the, the butterflies are there. Me like trying to just get my head in the game is there and then the music hits and it's all gone and it's like all right we gotta go to work now so yes absolutely stomach and knots butterflies nerves all that stuff well oh, that's good i, I mean i think that you still care yep it yeah. means you still care i get nervous every time i pop on the microphone with tommy and mickey <laughs> they just they just have a way about them that makes me nervous. But seriously, Athena, I'm I'm really looking forward to this four-way match. Big championship on the line. Big event, as I said, at Arthur Ashe Stadium tonight for AEW Dynamite. Athena, thank you so much for the time. As always, you're always great when you appear on Busted Open. And the best of luck to you tonight. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Break a leg. No. Oh. No, 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 we don't, we don't break, break like all else's legs. legs. Break somebody break else's legs. I'll break legs. someone else's <laughs> legs. <laughs> Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like calorie smart. 
Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. If you missed anything this week on Mad Dog Sports Radio, I got you covered. It's Mike Babchitz, Morning After, where we play back the best clips of the week and recap in a way you have never heard before. It's a roast like no other, and no one is safe. Not Mad Dog, not anyone. This is a Morning After walk of shame you actually won't regret. You can find Mike Babchitz, Morning After on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. Tony Khan. Tony, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Dave. Thanks for having me on. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm having a good time here with Mickey and Tommy all show long. And I know this is a big night for you, big night for AEW. So let's dive right in. Grand Slam at Arthur Ashe Stadium. You have your home in New York City and it's Arthur Ashe Stadium. So talk a little bit about what we're going to see tonight on Dynamite. Tonight on Dynamite on TBS at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, we have got the biggest lineup in the history of Wednesday Night Dynamite on TBS. It is a stacked show with five huge championship matches. It's going to be amazing energy. I can't wait for tonight's show at Arthur Ashe Stadium. It's one of the premier sporting events in the world, one of the premier sporting venues, and AEW Grand Slam is going to be the single best pro wrestling show in New York this year. I promise you it starts with dynamite tonight and it's going to continue into Friday with grand slam rampage and, and all the action tonight is going to be awesome. I can't wait. And I'm so excited to talk to you about it, Dave, Tommy and Mickey. It's grand slam, you know, in preparation for what we're going to see tonight, the last few weeks have been crazy for you. What's what's the one lesson that you learned over these last few weeks with dealing with everything that you had to deal with? There's, you don't forget you have great people around you. No matter who you are, there's people you can talk to. And if everybody's got different situations. You have family, friends, people at work, people at school. But don't forget there's people that care about you and want, you know, want to see you succeed. You know, we had a lot of, stuff happening but there are a lot of great people at AEW that want to make the company go and no matter what the problem is those are people that are going to be here and want to make the company work and you know before the tournament of champions a lot of the people in the tournament of champions stepped up and said you know I don't care what's happening I love this place I love you and I want to make it great and I'm here for whatever you need and you know to hear those kinds of words of reassurance from people like John Moxley and Chris Jericho and Brian Danielson. It really means a lot. And then having a lot of the people return, uh, no matter what you think of them, but having people come back to AEW that were away and their returns mean a lot, whether it's 
Samoa Joe, who's one of the biggest wrestling stars of all time, and he's a great presence in the locker room. It's great to have him back. Or even, frankly, MJF, who has made a big difference on TV. And I don't agree with everything he says, but I do think the wrestling fans love to see MJF on the shows every Wednesday. And it makes a big difference for AEW and for Dynamite on TBS when he's there. And Mm -hmm. so it's, it's really been about the fans rallying around AEW and the wrestlers and staff in AEW rallying. And we've seen people do it time after time, whether it was through the pandemic lockdown, some of the challenges we faced, the absolute low point of this company when Mr. Brody Lee was sick and, and on the verge of passing and, and when he passed and, and then have rallied around him and his family. And that is the most serious example we'll ever face. And, and then really compared to that, it's all kind of, I don't know what the right word is, but it's hard to compare anything to being as serious as that. That's like as big as it gets. And then it really puts in perspective everything else we do. And if we can all come together and, and try to be a family then, then, you know, I think we could probably get through just about anything. So uh, for me, I've learned a lot, but uh, the most important thing I think is whatever position you're in, no matter how you may feel, if your back's up against the wall, just remember there's people there uh, that you can turn to, if that makes sense. No, it does. It does make sense. We had uh, Athena on the show and she said something that man so resonated with me about the women's locker room, how well it it is. And even though she's trying, you know, fitting in and adapting, she had the us versus them mentality of the locker room. And, you know, I, I got that from ECW where everyone wants to rally behind the company, which is so great to hear. And it really did turn a negative into a positive by everybody's hard work and dedication to the brand and also their loyalty and love for AEW and you. And we're seeing it in the ratings. We're, we've we've never not seen it in work rate, but everyone, if that's even possible, has stepped up. And that is the cool thing, that brand loyalty. And, hey, this is our home, and we're going to do everything that it takes to uh, not only survive, but to to succeed. And I, and I feel that's, that's the attitude and mantra, even what you're saying, even how like you're, when I hear you in your interviews or even today, you're pumped, you're excited because you know what you're going to produce tonight. And you know, your, your team that you're putting out on the field is going to deliver. So you're going to have a great show and there's nothing uh, but better things to come. And whenever there was down times, there will always get brighter because everybody also loves a comeback. So it's very, very cool. Yeah, it's been really cool. And the numbers speak for themselves. And, that you know, it's a great time for AEW to be uh, having these numbers. You know, we're, we're part of a new company. And in the past, uh, when there have been changes in big TV networks, in particular companies in our position, even, frankly, look back 20 years ago, the wrestling on TBS and TNT that myself and a lot of other people grew up on. You know, changes to the structure of the parent company can change the way the fans see the shows. And in our case, it's been great. It's been the best thing that could have happened to us has been the new management and the kind of opportunities that AEW has gotten because of the new leadership at Discovery, believing in AEW and wanting to make AEW one of the core franchises and utilizing us, which is 
our dream. You know, we want to help, like being able to help promote the, their shows and do the things that matter to them in a way that is exciting for our fans. Like when they give us an idea, like, hey, can you promote our big events on your show so we can try to tie them together? And if we can do it in ways that are fun and exciting, then we want to do that every single time. And whether it was trying to tie in Shark Week for them or in particular recently the House of the Dragon episode that we did, which is honestly one of my favorite shows we ever had with the American Dragon Danielson versus the Dragon Slayer Garcia with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat at ringside and all the great things on that show, including Kenny Omega coming back. That was a great show. And, you know, to be able to have a great show is always an awesome thing for AEW and the fans, but it's even more special when all the top eyes at the network are watching the show and it delivers like that, not just for us and especially for our fans, which is the most important thing week in, week out, but also to do the things we were directed to do to hit, uh, the key marketing strategies and do it in a way where the fans enjoy it and it's fun and it's informational and promotional. It's like the dream come true. And uh, it's, so it's great timing for AEW now to be having this big lift in viewership coming off that. And it just really everything's coming up AEW in a lot of ways these past few weeks. Everything's coming up Millhouse. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> If they come I'm, back I'm with the show the Dream On, I'm yeah. back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have the Millhouse. Everything's coming up Millhouse. Yeah. I appreciate that out. reference, Tony. I have to say, <laughs> I, I commend I you. I, everything's coming up Millhouse. Everything's yeah, coming up Tony. To go, Mick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to say I commend you because it was probably a hard situation for you to navigate. Um, coming out of all of that. But what I think that you can now truly say is that the brand is over because for a long time, yeah. a lot of people would have said that there is no AW without A, B, and C. And with A through F being gone, honestly, you've seen, not only have you still had the ratings, but everyone's stepped up and you're seeing um, a lot of talent that you probably would have not seen before you would have seen them, but they just weren't like the main focus of the show. Um, and it just goes to prove that the machine always keeps moving. And you're at that stage now where the machine can keep going and the people love AEW and are fans of AEW um, as a brand and as a company. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, I really appreciate that. And I think we have so many great stars in AEW and, you know, I can't comment on the people who are not here, but I really care about people who aren't here. And, uh, and you know, yeah. I, I can't talk about it right now, but what no. we do have here right now is a locker room full of people who are here today who really uh, care about the company and want to put on the best show we've ever done. Yeah. And I do think right now we have the pieces to do it. And yeah. uh, what's even more exciting is, you know, hopefully in the future, uh, this is only the beginning and yeah. we have a really young roster in a lot of ways, a lot of uh, really exciting wrestlers who are going to be wrestling on the show tonight on Wednesday night dynamite on TBS and on Friday night on rampage on TNT. And a lot of the stars of the future 
a lot of stars who are brought the veteran presence and leadership at an important time to AEW. But mm-hmm. uh, I've never felt better about the future of the company than I do today. And, you know, it's pretty exciting sitting here saying that because the company's changed a lot in one year since Grand Slam. But I know we're going to be really strong for the future. And this big run of ratings we've had lately, it has really solidified our position. And it's something not just the wrestlers and the staff and myself that we can all hang our hats on, but also our fans, that our fans rallied around this company, that our fans stepped up, the people who watch the show, the people with the Nielsen boxes, the streamers, the the numbers that show up and prove AEW has this loyal audience. And even during the summer when a large percentage of the roster was hurt, they were consistently there for us. You know, it's been 16 straight weeks now that AEW on Wednesdays has been in the top two shows in cable, 16 straight Wednesdays in the top two. Most of them have been number one, including last week. And that's remarkable consistency. And it's actually the longest streak in the history of dynamite these 16 weeks. And we, you know, we're very hopeful we can continue it tonight. I expect to continue it tonight at grand slam. Yeah. I well, you mentioned as, someone. Oh, go ahead, I'm Mika. sorry. You I said you mentioned Samoa Joe coming back and he's one of my favorite people on the planet and he's so knowledgeable and cool level headed. And it's always tough, right? Because I don't know if you had grew up in a big family, but I did. And we always fought always fought so families fight that's what we do and then we kiss and make up and it's all fine or hug it out yeah I don't want- well we got a great we got a great group here and I'm, I'm, I'm not from as big of a family we're actually a very small family uh that uh, sticks together but um in but absolutely you know we've been through a lot and in this case i do think uh it's it's good timing for aw this all coming together and uh tommy even though uh, you're pulling a dentist stamp on me. I know <laughs> you'll be there in spirit tonight with Dave and Eddie, uh, who are coming to represent the show. And, uh, you know, I'm just excited you guys are coming and, and everybody listening, planning to watch Grand Slam tonight. I genuinely really appreciate it and your support tonight. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, Please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.